They have a combined 12 years in the National Football League. They combined for 65 career sacks, 232 tackles, one Pro Bowl selection, and one Employee of the Month award. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. It's Train and Gross on the All-AZ Podcast Network. Welcome in. 55th edition of Train and Gross coming to you this afternoon from Train Station Studio. That's right. Gorgeous afternoon. And yeah. I was driving down here with the windows open. Nice and cool. That's how nice today was. Yeah, it's cool out Finally. today. It's cool. I love it. Finally. Yeah, we're here. Got lots to get to today. College football, we get a little clarity, but uh, lots to talk about there. Your alma mater's coming to town. My alma mater is coming to town. They've already come in and, and, and researched the whole situation, all the locations where they're going to be, and that's what big-time programs do. They don't just wait till the week before. They don't wait till the week of. They go and, and get it done before everything gets real. So uh, they had the, the, the red carpet treatment coming at State Farm Stadium and uh, at uh, Chaparral High School. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's on and popping. Speaking everything. of getting things done before it gets real, yeah. our boy over here is trying to get everything done this week before it gets real at his house. Yeah. Got some family coming in. Family come in. But I was sharing with Sean. I found out a new rule in the, in the, in the Barry household. Oh, we, you know about the rule. You probably know about this. I didn't know about the rule. So the rule is when you come to my house as a visitor, you got three days. <laughs> no more. Three nope. days, you got to get up out of here. You got to roll off. Because he said, he said family's coming to town. I was like, oh, man, going to be here a couple weeks because the holiday is still a couple weeks yeah. out. He goes, hell no. He looks at me and goes, you don't know my rule? I was like, I don't know. What's your I rule? I could have sworn we've he talked said, about this. Three days. Three days. That's what they get. You get three days, you got to roll out. Which makes sense. It's like Vegas, right? Anything beyond the second night <laughs> just becomes a little much. I mean, listen. So what days. happens if somebody overstays? You pack your I mean, hey, listen. And then there's listen. stuff sitting by the front door. I'm, I'm just telling you, look, you, you get nine meals. <laughs> That's it. You get nine meals out of me, then it's time to find something else. Even moms? Like your your mother? Moms gets three days. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I knew the rule. You and I have talked, and you've we got, have talked you've about, got some uh, good uh, rules. I, I want to make sure. I, I, we're going to write a book someday, because I know about Halloween. <laughs> Halloween, we get know, it out of here. Yeah, get, I know about all the rules. That's I did right. not know that moms only gets three days. Man, everybody gets three days. Everybody. Which makes sense because, you know, and I told him, I was like, I really appreciate this rule. Now, most of my family's here in town, so you know, yeah. they come over, you can go home, right, you know, right away. Uh, but that makes sense because even it doesn't matter how comfortable you are with somebody. When company's at the house, it is, you're, you're, not, you're, you're not, not the same. Comfortable, you're not you know com- I mean? in your own house. Yeah. Because you're worried about, okay, do I have clothes on? Am I going to offend anybody? Right. You know, am I going to eat the last of whatever I, I want to eat? Being a good host, right. You know what I'm saying? Are, are you okay? Are you fed? Are you right. hungry? Can I get you something, man? Get all that out of here. Three days. Three days. I like this rule. Nine meals. I think we should all adopt this rule, to that's, be perfectly that's, honest. That's nine meals. That's a whole lot of water, electricity. <laughs> nine meals. That, that's, that's a lot going on now. I'm just I, I, saying. I got no comeback to that. Now, if, if that's somebody, what you want to do, if I'm, somebody I'm, buys a meal, does that get them at least to the fourth morning? So that you know, maybe breakfast on the fourth morning before they head out. It depends on the meal. Okay. <laughs> if, if, if we if we're driving up to get the meal, no, it don't buy you. <laughs> <laughs> if, if somebody buys you like you know 
if day, it's a sit down meal and we're two, going, if, they, yeah. look, if we're going to sit down and, and we got to order off a menu on together, day two, that, that that'll counts. buy them that'll, breakfast that'll, day four. That'll buy you okay. another morning. That makes sense. That'll buy you a morning. But if we're we're going through, you want fries with that? Yeah. Oh no. Speaking of drive Hell up no. menus, I had this th- <laughs> <laughs> I had this thought yesterday. Uh, why do they still All these things to think about? Right. It makes you ponder. Why do they still build fast food restaurants with a first window? I mean, when was the last time you pulled up to a drive-through restaurant and the dude on the thing said, "Pull up to the first, pull up to the first one"? Nope. It doesn't happen. Nope. Why the hell do they still have a first window? I'm with you. Don't make sense. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they ever do it? I that swung way? because I think they used to have it. And gross, you'd have to tell me. Um, well, I know because you were there when drive-throughs were invented, and wow. I was not born yet. Wow! So shots fired. It used to Damn. be. You pull up and you pay at the first window. Mm-hmm. You get your stuff at the second window. Yeah. Keep mm-hmm. this thing moving. Right, right. Right? I think that's why they originally did it. But I pulled through a Taco Bell yesterday. Wait, wait, hold Bra- on. Hold, hold yeah. up. Hold up. You still eating, hold a, up. You still eating a Taco wait. Bell, man? Well, I, I went, yeah. Come on, I did man. yesterday. Did you get yourself a that's Chalupa? That's a violation. Did I you get a yesterday. Chalupa? No, I did not get a Chalupa. I just that, got some regular tacos. That's a violation. We're going to have to start a segment or, or start a thing where we start talking about violations. I have flat, we could, and I have flashbacks, Self. man, back in the day, and I don't remember how many drive through windows they had when I was in school and it was late at night. <laughs> Bean burritos with green sauce. No. And you pay the price no. the next day. Yeah, you do. No. But I tried that, and they're like, oh, we don't do we green sauce. We can call sauce the segment that. self-reporting. you got to self-report your, your no, violation. We can do that at any time. We, we, mm-hmm. we can do violation at any any segment. I mean, that 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 – that transcends any segment. Like if we hear something that just don't sound right, oh, mm-hmm. well, hold on, that's a violation. Yeah, hold up. Hello, my oh, name yeah. is my name is Sean Crespin, and I have a violation report. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Sean. I'm imposing hello, a self postseason ban and here. And so and like, so like, we reply with hello, Sean. Yes. So you can say something like, you know, yeah, you know, my my my, my mother in law is in town, and you know, she's staying for five five days. Wait, hold up. Hold, hold up. up. That, that, that's, that's violation. A, that's a violation right there, brother. Three days. <laughs> Played pickleball again this weekend. Yep. Hold up. How'd it go? Uh, oh, man, we were undefeated this weekend. I wow. told you guys, I'm too competitive. Took them Lin- out. Lindsay's like, took them out. Damn it. Man. What, yeah, what, and I let, her know, I let her know when she let the team down. Like, what comes over him on the pickleball court? Right. <laughs> Low-key, she kind of thought it was hot, though. You know Pick how it serious up. he was. Yeah. She and apologized to one of her friends. <laughs> goes, you'll have to excuse his behavior because I get a little <laughs> I get a little into it now. I'm going to do anything. Slam the, slam the pickup all racket right. on the floor. <laughs> so we're going to call you Fun McEnroe? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Right out of the shoot here, this guy coming at him. I got a million of them, brother. I'll be here all week. <laughs> He's coming. <laughs> so three days, that's so what you get. Three, three days. days. That's the rule. So, yeah, and I like the idea. We'll just we'll just fess up. If something. If we do something, Self-reporting. we violate. Violate. Yep. Oh. Hold up. I have to admit that um, yeah. I handed Hold out up. I handed out Halloween candy. Oh yeah. my gosh. and I liked it. Oh, oh right. Or, or you you know you put your Christmas lights up too early. Still come haven't on. done. I haven't even gotten the stuff out of the attic yet. Is, oh, that, is that a self report? I have not put anything out. We're gonna try to get the no, tree that, on Friday. That's, that that's 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 an individual sort of thing. Now if you don't if you wait till like the twenty third, then that's a violation. About, okay. We're gonna try to go get the tree Friday night. And when, if, when you don't, off. if you don't take it down till Easter, yeah, what's that's the, a violation. Okay. Easter's a little much. <laughs> yeah. a little, I mean <laughs> New Year's? You you guys shoot for a New Year's takedown? Uh, no, you can you can take it down. You got the week after New Year's. Okay, that's fair. The week after you, you got you got seven day grace period All right. after New Year's. Shout out to, to Sean No. What's that? Because he's got a guy for Everything. Absolutely, I do. And I said, I got hey, this town on lock, man. You wow. do. And I, I hired a professional to do the outside lights this year. Wow. And Sean's guy. Yeah. My Dan guy, Flynn. My guy, Dan Flynn. Mm-hmm. Did he do a good job? I sent him a text. I said, Dan, here's a picture of my house. Hook me up. He's like, 
okay, I can do that, threw out a price, told me he'd be there. Didn't tell me when. He just said, I'll be there. Put you on the schedule. <laughs> yep. He'll do it. You don't even got to be home. He'll just do it. No. Wow. Yeah. We didn't even have to be home. I came home one night. Lights one night. House is lit up. Yep. Wow. I was like, wow. That's good stuff. Dan Flynn. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dan and then, Flynn. And there was a short, and uh, he came back the next day to fix it. Knock so it everything was working, and then uh, – we talked about Sean Crespin because I was laughing. He he put the tape down because he he's got the electrical cords everywhere. He put some tape down. Right. And I said, "Damn, you went to the Sean Crespin school laying the tape out." So let me ask you guys this because we brought this up. Perfect. And I, you know, we're gonna get into sports eventually. Eventually. But what's the longest you've ever had house guests? What's like the the most nightmarish house guest situation See, you've ever had? I I I don't just a couple days for me. Mine really falls into your rules. Uh, because, again, my family and everything is from here, so right. I don't have people really traveling here. Now, I've been the house guest that would violate the Barry rule. I got family in New York, so we went out there and we stayed for a good five days. Wow. Ooh. Did you so I was the st- I was I was not the host. I was the person there. What about the flip side of the rule? Like, as the host, you're like, damn, these people are in my house. I right, can't right. walk around naked or whatever yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you, if you're, <laughs> if you're the guest for five days – like, are you feeling you like – You do. You feel – if you have any kind of self-awareness, you understand that go. you're pushing it yeah. a little bit. Now, this is my aunt's house out there, so she invited me and wanted me – she didn't want us to go because we hadn't seen her for whoever right. knows how long, you know, right. kids. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've never been – I've never had to host anybody more than two, three days. So I got lucky because I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I'm not from here, but my mom lived here when mm-hmm. all my – nephews were younger and they'd come out and they'd stay with mom right so whatever the rule was i was like fine i just go to my house and as you guys know i go to michigan occasionally but i don't ever stay with family because when i go to michigan i need a house on the lake Mm. because i'm coming from the inferno and i want to be on the the lake lake. and see when you're not on a lake the lake gotcha when you pay your own money then you can do whatever you want to do so Mm -hmm. i don't i (laughs) I don't have any concept around three days five what about you you ever had see ever squatter have you ever had to enforce the rule I had I had house guests for ten days. Oh, and it was my own brother. Oh, damn Benedict Arnold. <laughs> Stayed ten days. I said, man, you didn't I, bounce him. I, man, I I I gave him the side eye. I gave him the upside down eye. I gave him the 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 vertical eye. I gave him every kind of eye. I Silent treatment. Him. I mean, come down I, with your morning coffee. Go like, you still here? Yeah. Now, I will say, I think. It wasn't that bad because it, they were kind of moving around. They weren't necessarily just in the house for yeah. 10 straight days. Like there, there was stuff where they were gone for big stretches of the day, so it didn't feel quite so heavy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there was a 10, it, 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 you know, about 10 days, and I was like, okay. okay. We, <laughs> that was it. That, that was it. That did it for me. You know, and I love my brother. My, my, my brother's my heart. Of course. That's, that's my guy. I don't think this rule has anything to do with love or appreciation or, 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 or personal it's at all. It's comfort, man. Yeah. It's comfort. You, you can't feel like a prisoner in your own house. No. Man. I'm with that. I, I actually like this rule. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Like, well, now, you're that guy all the time, gross, when you go out and visit the, your daughter in, in, in Mexico, New Mexico, right? But they're in a hotel, though. Oh, you're in a hotel. We do usually an Airbnb. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Fair. He's paying that's, his own that's money. Fair, that's fair game. That, that's all good. If it's your own money, yeah. if you're spending your own money, you can stay wherever as long as you want mm-hmm. yep. because somebody's getting paid. Somebody is like, hey, you want to stay longer? Yeah. Well, and, you know, in all fairness, like Meg, you know, she's in New Mexico, she's got herself and a roommate and a two bed. What am I going to do? Like, you know, so <laughs> we do the Airbnb. They can come come and go as they please. We had That's a nice Thanksgiving thing. meal. Airbnbs oh, are a beautiful yeah, thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we gotta get to sports. So we will we will institute a new self reporting self reporting rule. So yeah. if there are Violations. things that we violate, right. yep. 
And we, if there's ever, oh, oh, if we ever find out that somebody had a violation and did not self-report, oh, oh you get the, there you should get be the sanctions. There will be sanctions. There's yeah. got to be sanctions. Yeah. I don't know what they are. We'll come up with it this week. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right, college football playoffs are set. Mm. Once again, we miss chaos. I don't know that the system's perfect, but it is what it is at this point. And what we got is Cincinnati and Alabama. That's your 4-1 game. Mm-hmm. And that's played at the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you've got uh, the Orange Bowl, Georgia, and Michigan, your three versus two game. Um, I don't know what we think. You know, for me, I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm mm-hmm. happy, yep. right? Congratulations uh, to yeah. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Big Harbaugh, you know, and you can tell. I mean, if you look at some of the stuff coming out of Ann Arbor these days, you can tell the weight of the world is lifted off their collective shoulders. Yep. The coaching staff felt it. The, the, the players, to a certain degree, feel it, I'm, yep. although they come and go. Yep. Uh, but the players felt it and knew what was going on. Yep. You know, the athletic director, <laughs> you know, the one that has to answer questions like, why is he still coaching here? He can't beat Ohio State and Michigan State. Why is he still coaching? Mm. You know, all those things Valid that go points, with it, though. right? Yep. No, it is. Yep. And uh, and now all that seems to be washed away with the first appearance in the college football uh, playoffs for Michigan. Cincinnati, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Big 12. Sorry for you. Mm. Pac-12, sorry for you. Sorry for you. Big Ten. Uh, yeah, Big, oh, well, Ten, Big gets, Ten is in there. Big Ten but, gets Michigan. And, you know, Cincinnati. ACC, bring, sorry for you. Yeah, exactly. And for the AAC, Cincinnati bringing home the Bucks. So, You know what this says, Mike? This says that it's, a, it's an exclusive club and only the few can get in. No matter – even if you're in the Power Five, there's still a there's still an in-crowd within the in-crowd. There's that select group. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Deion Sanders, I believe, said one time famously, there should be a special section for Hall of Famers. Like, yeah, you're a Hall of Famer, but then there's the, the all-time, all-time Hall of Famers. Something to that effect. I'm, I'm, I'm misquoting him. Sure. But th- the fact is, if you're not a member of the SEC, you are not part of the in crowd because yeah. they are going to make sure that two of the SEC participants are well accounted for. Sure. So – Let's get to that because we were talking before we started recording. We always make that mistake. We got yes. five minutes into a really good conversation. Just push like, play, man. Just put push the headset play. on and start recording. Yeah. So to that point, you got Alabama twelve and one, Michigan twelve and one, Georgia twelve and one, Cincinnati thirteen and zero. They're in, right? They're the in crowd. So who has a beef on the outside looking in? No one. No one. Oklahoma. My State. Irish don't have a beef because they lost to the undefeated team at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma State blew it. Oklahoma State blew it. They blew it. Oklahoma. I was I was in a sports bar doing a radio show, watching Oklahoma State, and I'm like, they can't get out of their own way. They got this thing on a silver platter, just waiting. Baylor for them was begging to them. Snatch it. Hot <laughs> potato. They were playing hot potato with the game. Here, how many, you take it. I don't want it. You take. How many it. did? How many times did Oklahoma State in the second quarter? Excuse me, second half have the ball first and goal. Numer at least twice that I know of. Well, when they get the PI at the end of the game, there's you. How do you not? How do you not score like that? That there's inexcusable to have not punched that in. You know, know. And, and your team and I know. You know, we we did a deep dive on Notre Dame a, a week ago. And yeah. We don't need to rehash that in its entirety. Nope. But congrats but, to Marcus Freeman. Uh, com- completely. I think the, yeah. the the future, everything you see coming out of South Bend these days, you got to feel good about that. But Notre Dame, 2021 edition. As long as Cincinnati's sitting where they're sitting, Notre Dame was stuck. They were blocked. There's nothing Notre Dame could do. And I totally agree with it. I have no problem with it whatsoever. And I remember, Mike, this goes back to when I was a freshman at Notre Dame and we were tied with Florida State. Mm -hmm. And 
head-to-head, we beat Florida State, but they gave Florida State the national championship. We finished number two. It was just a coach's poll yeah. and then the, the, the media poll. And that always rubbed me the wrong way. Was and it I'll, split? Were the no, it wasn't split. Both gave it to, to Bobby Bowden because at the time – you know, you had Under the Tarnished Dome had just mm. come out. Coach Holtz wasn't the most beloved coach in all the world, and, and they were looking for any reason to stick it to him. Yeah. And unfortunately, we were caught in the crossfires as players. And uh, with Coach Bowden, they were given the, the, the nod to go to the Orange Bowl, play Nebraska, and they, they were able to upset Nebraska and, and, and claim their first national championship. And we talked about, well, if we had an eight-team playoff, I, I like eight because you get the five conferences yeah. champions in. You can put some more structure around it. You can put some some you know some some rules, if you will, to your point. Five conference champions and then three best four get a buy, whatever you want yeah. to do if you go to a twelve team. All I like that. I like I like eight. I don't like well, twelve. I understand I like that. I'm saying like No, know, I got you. I got you. The only you know, the winners, of course, yes. are the T V network. Yes. You know, because that's who's gonna benefit yes. and then the money's keep gonna it keep coming. growing. Yes, in, yes. You know, and apparently and we won't get into it now, but apparently there's some infighting and backbiting about that already where the, whatever they agreed to this summer might not follow the money. be happening. Follow the money. And, and Sean made the point, well, all all you're getting now is a rematch of Alabama and Georgia two games later. And maybe you are, maybe you're not, but if you've got an eight game let's let's say this year had an eight game structure Mm -hmm. you know Oklahoma State's mad because they're number nine but you've got an eight game structure is there anybody in an eight like is Mississippi going to come in here and and change a a Georgia Alabama final is Baylor going to change that I I think you you get two extra games but you get the same outcome Mike anytime that you lace them up anything is possible because remember we just said there are three of the four teams that have a loss to their on their record. Mm-hmm. And I still to this day cannot figure out how the hell did Texas A&M beat Alabama. I, I can't figure that out. I, that, Especially I after that SEC championship. I can't reconcile that in my brain. How did A&M beat Alabama? So with that being said, anytime that you have to go out on the field and lace them up, there is the possibility. I'm not saying that it's probable, but it's possible. And if you get more opportunities – to see a team, I mean, I mean, look at look at my five slamma jamma from back in the day. Thank you. I, th- there was no way they were supposed to. If you if you lined up NC State and University of Houston ten times, U of H is going to beat them nine. But it, all it takes was that one tape, that one day to be off, mm-hmm. to have a few buckets not go their way, slow the game down, and then you get that miracle by Chris Washburn. I, you know, man, to or David day. Washburn, I should say. I, I, and if if you look I'm at that again, I'm getting pissed all over. <laughs> Don't go there. If you look yeah. at it, we mentioned the Jim uh, Valvano. The, the Big 12's Bump out. Bump Jim Valvano. I said it. Wow. Bump it. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. That's right. I don't know what to say to that. So I'll just say, look, we talked about the Big 12 out. Baylor was number seven, so that's how far away they were. Yep. And even worse for the Pac-12 and the ACC. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the final poll, Utah finishes 11. Mm. Where are you at, Oregon? Bye-bye. And Pittsburgh finishes 12. Or, uh, excuse me, Utah has three losses. Pittsburgh has two. So, you know, that's what it's going to take, I think. You know, and I hate to say it this way for certain conferences, but you lower the bar and you say, here's an eight-team playoff. And what has to happen is for the Power Five, Mm -hmm. you get an automatic bid, almost like the NCAA basketball tournament. Now we're talking about 68 teams there. But if you have an eight-team playoff – Utah gets to come even with three losses because that's what they put into the rules that you got to have 
a conference champion from each of the Power Five conferences. But doesn't that make those type of champions that much more special? Like you think about the Villanovas in basketball. You think about the NC States that year. You think about teams that, that came out of nowhere and won those championships. Yeah. I think there's too much pressure on these kids, on, seven, on 18, 19, 20-year-old kids to be perfect, Mike. If you start looking at it and, and say, okay, you had a bad week. Yep. Well, that happens when you're 17, 18, 19 years old. You're going to have some bad days. And that's all it takes if you have one for you to lose everything that you worked for that whole season and, and for there not to have some sort of reward system yep. for winning your conference. There has to be a reward for that. Otherwise, why play conference championships? Why not just have open well, competition, open scheduling, and everybody just play whoever the hell they want to play? I think we know the answer why you play conference championships when it comes down to it. But that being said, and I don't want – I sometimes get accused of being too hard on the Pac-12, and I, I definitely don't want it to sound like that because I would say – if we did have an 18 playoff right now, do you want a part of Utah right now? I mean, what they want? I mean, like I'm just six, saying six, seven in a row. I think to to end the season, and you know they were they were scoring points like crazy, and their defense all of a sudden looks good. Uh, they just you know slipped up early. They they uh, BYU and San Diego State, I believe, uh, took care of of Utah, but. I don't if, – if you had a playoff like that, I think Ohio State's in for a game in a Rose Bowl, I guess my point. Mike, there's only been one professional team in all of sports to go undefeated, and they talk about them ad nauseum. And if you remember, that team, they didn't play a whole lot of great teams in their way to a Super Bowl. So – when you start looking at it, like, why are you being held to this ridiculous standard yeah. that you've got to go undefeated in order to win a championship? It's whoever's playing the best at the right time. And if you win your conference championship, then probably you're you're one of those teams that's that's figured it out in time enough to, to make some noise when it comes to the postseason. Give them a chance. If you're not going to award the conference champions, then, why, then how are we ever going to know what those teams could ever truly be? Notre Dame coming in for the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, Can't wait. And, uh, I'm I think excited. It's, I think it's a good matchup with I'm Oklahoma excited. State. I'm excited. Um, are there too many bowl games, though? Yes. In in total? Yes. Yes. There are games that are going to start in about two weeks. That's right. And nobody's going to even know about it. Like, you're going to be sitting at home one day, Mike. You're going to be coming home from work, or you'll just be, you know, just logging off or whatever, and you're going to be flipping through the channels, and you're going to be in the middle of the, the Meineke Car Care Bowl. Friday? December 17th, the Bahama Bowl kickoff. Wow. Middle Tennessee and Toledo. Wow. See, I, tell you, I have a different – You don't have to watch, though. I have a different view on this thing. Let it, the kids have But a they game. want you to watch. Let Why the, have it on TV if you don't care if they're being watched of, or not? There's a lot of things that people want me to watch. That doesn't mean I have to watch it. But here's what I think. If a city or an, an, a stadium – because you look at, like, L.A. added a game, I guess. Or, no, Texas just added a, a game for the state. Another one? To put a game in a DJ stadium. DJ Collin. But – if you have a game, mm -hmm. you meet the NCAA rules around, you got to make minimum payouts. I forget what it's up to mm -hmm. now, but there's a dollar amount that if your team shows up yep. and people buy tickets yep. and ESPN wants to put it on TV because yep. they're going to start advertising the it's the most whatever time of the year, it's the bowl season on, on ESPN, oh, um, and people show up and two teams show up, I'm fine with it. That, to your point, I don't have to watch it. I got no interest to watch the Bahama Bowl. I'll be completely honest with you. So would you rather watch the Bahama Bowl or would you rather watch a regular season NBA game? Bahama Bowl. Wow. In December? <laughs> I'm not watching the NBA in December unless oh, I have to. My, come on, man. You're killing me, Small. It's the same thing. I actually somewhat agree with them, and I'm a, I love hoops. I love hoops too, but it's 82 games, man. Right. 
and I'm not talking about the Suns and the Warriors, which we'll get to later on in this podcast. Mm. But what what is the equivalent in the NBA in December of Middle Tennessee and Toledo? If you're asking me, am I am I, am I tuning in to watch Detroit, Detroit, excuse me, and Toronto? No, I ain't okay, doing okay. It. So last night we saw the Lakers and the Celtics. Would Lakers you, and the, yeah. would you watch the Lakers and the I Celtics did. before? I did. Okay, but if there was the bowl game on, which one would you have chosen? Man, I'd I'd, I'd be going back and forth. That was my that was my, my remote. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Man, I can't. I, I'm sorry. I mean, college, even some college stuff that's rolling on TV now. And I, this time of year, my priority would be football over basketball, and honestly, college over pro right now. Okay. Basketball and football, right? All right. But I tell you this though, it, for college basketball, make sure you check out Jaden Ivy. Just remember that name from Purdue. Purdue right. Boilermakers, number one number team, one in, the team in the land. Yeah, and all the land. Jaden Ivey, his mother is the head coach at Notre Dame for women's basketball. She was, she's a good friend. Okay. I'll just say that. And, and uh, I can honestly say I had a hand in her coming to Notre Dame. So I'll just leave that right cheer, there. Cheer, cheer. But, uh, she, she uh, but he is an outstanding player. And he's going to be a lottery pick. Uh, he was on the, the banner of ESPN when they, when they voted Purdue number one. He is special, Mike. Yeah. Just, when you get a chance, just check the young man out. Just watch him move. Watch Me- him do his thing. Meanwhile, North Texas and Miami of Ohio are playing in the Frisco Bowl. Wow. Now, but like I said, if, if two teams show up, yeah. they pay the money out. Yeah. ESPN shows up with the cameras. Nah, man. I'm all right with it. Nah, I bro. really am. Nah, bro. I think there's of all these games, I think there's only two that aren't on ESPN. I mean, they put they they they. And I don't know why they don't money, have them, but they they don't. I mean, no. I think the Sun Bowl for some reason is always on CBS, and then the the game down in Tucson is on something not named ESPN. See how we're talking about it? It's on some channel. It is. It's Every game channel. is televised. Some, some some bowl is on some channel. Every game is televised. That's how, that, that's how we're talking about and it. And people so, are doing bowl picks and pools and brackets, and they're having fun with it. That in itself should tell you why Gambling. That there's too many bowl games. Gambling. Because we're talking about some bowl game in some city. I, like, like I said, I don't have to watch it. I don't have to yeah. like it. I, and I'm not even going to talk about it. But if, right. if they roll out the red carpet in Albuquerque and two teams show up to play a game, let them play. They should have made the left. Let them play. At Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yeah, man. That's an old – I know who You that better is. know who that is. I know who All that you is. listeners out there. That's right. That is that is Looney Tunes. If you don't know that, then we, we can't be friends. If you don't know about Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny, we, we can't be friends. Full circle back to college football playoffs. Yes. Will – or is there any chance that it's not Georgia, Alabama? I know what you just said around you lace them up, you play. Michigan's playing good football. Do you get you know? And they ain't playing SEC football. They ain't playing SEC football. Did was it a bad day for Georgia? Is Alabama that much better? Was did did if you're Jim Harbaugh, did did Alabama give you a a blueprint on possibly how how to handle Alabama, well, or was it just one of those days? Well, yeah, well, they they could have given them the blueprint all they want, but you still have to have the players to carry out that blueprint. And looking at Alabama's players and looking at Michigan's players. There, there's a discrepancy there. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can, we can dance around it all we want. And, and I, I got I to gotta say this, Mike. I, I, I like Hutchinson. I like him a lot as a defensive end. But what has he done that Will Anderson hasn't done? Yeah, you see that coming out a lot, right? And He's a Heisman finalist, Mike. It, no, and I think is, – is it – I know he is. And Will Anderson has better numbers across the board on a better team. No doubt. How is he more touted, well, highly it, touted than him? Is it what we've been talking about, though? Is it SEC fatigue? 
Like, is it like we need we need? Well, the Heisman winner is going to be from his own team, right? But yeah, I'm just saying, in, term, in terms of how how this thing is decided, like, you know, because I, I really think that you know, beyond the state of Michigan, beyond Wolverine fans, like I, I think that people are like, damn, this is the, it's a good story to have a, a new team in there. That's you know, not that's because I think Cincinnati feels a little bit gimmicky to a lot of people. Well, and that's not the right we're, word. We're going to find out exactly who yeah. they are when they get when yeah. they, and they I, roll them out. That may not be the right word, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Cincinnati. No, I got what you're but, you know, but I think the fact that it's not – because what would this have been in the past? You got Alabama, Georgia, and you were substituted in something like Ohio State. You substituted sure. in Clemson. You, st- you know, now you've got – whoa, Michigan, you've never been here before. Yeah. I think that's what we're seeing right now. And, you know, he did play well in the highest-rated college football game uh, of the year – yeah. Against Ohio State, I, I got you. Yeah, but so. I just look at I, I look at no Anderson doubt. though. His numbers are across the board: more tackles for losses, yeah. more sacks, uh, better ranking. And and when you start, okay, so let's look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma once upon a time had three straight Heisman finalists, two one, and the other one finished second in the Heisman voting. So did they get fatigued for Heisman voting then? Nothing. For just, Oklahoma, uh, all I'm saying is you gotta you gotta reward the best player for the best performance, and and I think if you're gonna go defense, which I'm all for having defense in the conversation for Heisman Trophy, you've got to have the best defensive player, not just a guy who is a great story. Right. You got to have a guy that has actually gone out there and laced them up and done outstanding week in and week out. And I think Will Anderson definitely should have taken the place of one of those quarterbacks, Mike. Yeah. If, if you're you playing, I, I think to, to your point, if you're playing pickup in the backyard and uh, Will Anderson's there, you, you pick him. Uh, there's no question right? about you it. You know, like when you were kids, when you would. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll step aside here on the other side, the NFL, Cardinals, playoff races, cold and windy in Buffalo, mm. all that coming up on Train and Gross. Yeah. Train and Gross. Miss <laughs> Tasty gets you every time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Welcome back in. Five games left in the NFL regular season. Mm. It all comes down to this. It's December the 8th, and let's rewind to September the 8th. Okay. If I would have told you guys that the conference, or sorry, the division leaders in the National Football Conference, Dallas, 8 and 4, leading the East, no threat. Would you, but would you, if I would have told you that, would you have bought it? We'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. At the beginning of the year? Yeah, yeah I bought it because they, they looked good. When they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one, they looked like a team that was going to compete. And in the first month of the season, they looked like one of the best teams in all of football. Speaking of the Bucks, I said, okay, they, they're on top of the South, 9-3. and three. You good with that? Yeah, of course. They just won the Super Bowl. They got everybody back. They all, I mean, they got everybody back, even non-starters they brought back. Green Bay on top of the, the Central – excuse me, the – yeah, the central, the north. What do they call north. that? North. The north. north. I'm a little surprised by that one. Nine to be and three. Honest. I'm a little surprised because with everything that was going on with Aaron Rodgers before the season started, how they were able to basically compartmentalize, push that to the side, and get to the business on the field. But the op- but the other options in the division are the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings. And the we Vikings, were, I thought, know, had a good chance. I though. thought so too. They just can't get out of their own way. Well, exactly. We talked about the Vikings as the possible heir apparent, particularly if Aaron Rodgers wouldn't come in. And I don't. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't there, I don't even know if they – I mean, they might have been, but it, that could have gone down as the worst division you know, ever because those three teams are awful. Going into that Lions game last week, they were the only team in the league that had led every game by at least a touchdown at one point. 
the Vikings were. Ugh. They had led every game by at least a touchdown going into that Lions game last week and had a losing record. How is that possible? Right. Well, and then the yours will because y'all just don't they don't have the ability, the ability to close. It's not a very mature football team. Which is weird because you've got a veteran coach, mm-hmm. you've got veteran a veteran quarter. quarterback. He's playing what? Dude's got like 20 – Cousins has like 23 touchdowns and three interceptions I feel on like the they're empty carbs, though. I feel like they're empty carbs. You think so? I just don't – I don't think he gets the timely touchdowns when he needs them to win the game. Sure. Because you, like you said, they're able to start fast, mm-hmm. but they're like, they're like that kid that's, that's, that's got all the strength in the world but no endurance. It's like he – can, he can, If you run a 40-yard dash, he's got you. But if you got to run 100, uh, he ain't going to make it. It's like, it's like the guy that hits home runs <laughs> when he's it. up 10 to 2 or down 10 yes, to 2. Yes, yes. Yeah. Kind of like uh, – wasn't A-Rod like that yeah. a couple times when he won MVP? Empty calorie. And the wild card, no pun intended, in the NFC conversation is the 10 to 2 Arizona Cardinals. Hey. Like they can put a bow on the NFC West this weekend. Yeah. Or Monday night. Monday like, night. They can be in up. In grand fashion. Yeah. They'll be up three games on the Rams, plus hold the tiebreaker with four to play, meaning they'd have to lose every game. Rams would have to win out to, to lose, end up losing that division, which isn't going to happen. No. So. And the Rams aren't going to win out. No. So. <laughs> no. I mean, we, can, we could spend a whole segment on you know, empty calories and teams that are disappointing. Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. And mortgage the future to get where they are. Mm. Like, we saw this coming with, with Kroenke. Yeah. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And it's going to get ugly. What's your term? Quick, fast, in a hurry? Quick, fast, and in a hurry, brother. Because it's going to get ugly because yeah. he just wrote a big check to the NFL and he ain't going to be spending it on the team anytime soon. But that's mm. a, that's a that's neither here nor there. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals 10-2. and two, Went back to Chicago last weekend coming off the bye. DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, everybody played. Uh, and for good measure, they hooked up on the first score just to make sure everybody knew they were back. Yep. And, um, you know, Kyler Murray, even though it looked a little shaky at the beginning, I think he dropped the ball and then, you know, had one slide out of his hand. I can play in cold weather if I have to, I think was the message there. Yep. And defense did what they had to. Or <laughs> the, they did what the they Bears, wanted to. The Bears uh, gave them uh, gifts that they took advantage of. But either way, you get another road win. Undefeated on the road, 7-0 and on the road for the Arizona Cardinals this year. Won every game by 10 or more points. I think the by 10 or more points is the most impressive stat of that whole thing. The fact that you're winning road games by 10, like they, they're not even close when you get to the end of the game. To me, that says that's a team that's focused, that's a team that's locked in, and, and a team that's that's got some maturity to it. And you don't always associate that with some of the bigger figures in the Cardinals team right now. When you start talking about Cliff Kingsbury, has he been there long enough? You talk yeah. about Kyler Murray, has he matured? You start looking at the defensive side, well, okay, that, that's a very mature team. And, and I think a lot like the Kansas City Chiefs, the Arizona Cardinals are doing it in a way that nobody expected them to do it. The Chiefs are on a five-game winning streak because of their defense. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals are winning their games primarily because of what they're doing on defense. Yes, they're getting timely contributions from the offense, and they're doing right. what they need to do. But looking at those games, the defense are the real MVPs of both those teams. And I'm not saying that they're on a collision course or anything, but – I'm very impressed with how the Cardinals are winning because it's not how you thought that they were going to win going into the season. If you, if I, if I'd have told you, Mike, that the Cardinals would would be winning these games by holding teams under 20 points, I, I think you'd be looking at me like, well, "Are you sure about that?" I mean, I'm not, I'm not sold on that. No, I'm with you, and we talked about that. Yes, we talked about that. Yes, we talked about you know, is Cliff Kingsbury going into the season? Is he a liability? Was he on the hot seat? I mean, this is a guy that, you know, hey, the way that the season ended, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no question about that. And 
um, you know, Kyler Murray coming into the season, playing for his next co- – or not his first contract, but right, the right, next contract. Right, the big the, one. The one the that's going to set him up. Yes. Right? Um, for life. And he's more than earned whatever he's he's got coming. And, um, man, you know, veterans stepping up. You know, A.J. Green's not old and washed up. I mean, all of it. We could go down the, the whole list. But I mean, Jordan Hicks. Think about Jordan Hicks and, was, and where he was. I was just going to ask you that question. Yeah. You know, what's Jordan Hicks thinking right now? Because they drafted his replacement. They told him. They told him he could look for a trade. They tried to trade him. Like, right. wasn't they, no, uh, and, and he, they, they tried to trade him themselves. They couldn't, and yes. they told him, go ahead. Go find one. If we'll, you can, we'll accommodate if you. If you can do your job, if you can do our job better than us, we, we'll, we'll gladly help you. And, oh, by the way, who's the NFC Defensive Player of the Week this week? Yeah, and who actually beat out said guy. Yeah. Who, oh, yeah. Uh, what, he played three snaps? Saving Collins played yeah, three I snaps mean, last week. Yeah. Well, and I think it just goes to show, like, the premise of their argument <laughs> – you know, and you talked about this. You don't just walk in and start as a you know a rookie. A, a, a rookie linebacker in the National Football League on a veteran defense in the core in the middle of your defense, Mike. That that is the mo- that's one of the more important positions yeah. in your defense. Every time you see great defenses, you always hear about great linebackers. Yes, you have great defensive linemen and, sure. and guys that can you know you got a Michael Strahan here or there, you got a you know, Reggie White here and there. But for the most part, when you think about the the all time great defenses, you start with their linebackers. Yeah. No, a- absolutely. And um, yeah, the other thing, and, and I know I said this, when, when you look at Jordan Hicks, how he handled himself. Not, And I'm not even talking about the play on the Pro's field. Pro's pro. Pro's pro. Like he said the right things. He did the right things. Pro's and I don't pro. know how hard or how close any tri- type of trade was, but he's probably happy and they're probably happy that it didn't come to fruition. And he is, he is um, nothing he- short of remarkable. Uh, how how he's handled it and how it's worked out for everybody. I hope he gets. I, I hope he gets all the money he desires. All of it. And if it's not here, so be it. Because they tried to let you go. Yeah. And business is business, and he can say, "Hey, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity, but gotta go. You've, you've shown me that you've you've been eyeing the other girl. Gotta like go. you, you're with yeah. me, but you've been eyeing her the whole time. Gotta go. Hey, um, obviously the NFL this year only the the number one seed in each conference gets the buy. How important from a player's perspective? Like we talked about the bye week coming a little bit late for this team, which mm-hmm. at, at, in retrospect was the exact perfect right time. Perfect. So now you fast forward, you're playing in two games in January this yep. year. Yep. And if you somehow figure out a way to secure the number one seed, you hold off Green Bay, you hold off Tampa, mm-hmm. you – well, I don't know if Dallas is even in that no. conversation. Let's nope, just say for the anymore. sake of argument they are. Mm-hmm. And you secure the number one seed. How important, besides the actual home field advantage, to have that week off before the playoffs start – how important is that? Mike, I, I will tell you, if we didn't have two playoff games at home in 2008, there's no way we play in the Super Bowl. Right. I, and I've said that many times before. It's that important. Regular season football is not postseason football. When you start getting into the playoffs, where you play does matter. And the timing and all of those other things do come into place. If you can keep your schedule as regular and routine as possible and then play in the fi- friendly confines of your own stadium where your fans are going to be for you, there's nothing like that energy. You don't have to get on an airplane. You don't, don't have to get on an airplane. You don't have to leave your family. You don't have to sleep in a hotel. You don't have to get up extra early because you're, you're somewhere and, and, and you can eat the food that you want to eat. Mm-hmm. You can sit in the locker room that you normally sit in and you don't have to worry about any inconveniences whatsoever. I'm telling you, Mike, that playoff run we had in 2008, without those two games at home, there's no way. Because I, it, the, the, the Carolina game was important because we needed it from a mental standpoint. But playing Atlanta and playing Philly at home, 
though that crowd, that that location was all the difference for us. And, and I know, and, and you know, Chicago versus uh, you know something like Green Bay. Not, not even a comparison, oh you know, when God. you say, well, we can go on the road in the weather and play, Oof. you know. Who uh, wants to go to Green Bay No, in and that's my point exactly. And this team, which makes that re- road record all the more impressive, this team is built to play in Arizona. Yes. The fast field. Yes. The, the, the you know, nice weather. Yes. You know, if, if, it's, if it's even a little windy or a little chance of rain, the roof is going to be closed and they're yep. going to be in the friendly confines. Yep. If it happens to be sunny and 62 degrees in January, they'll open the roof up just for the TV cameras. But they're built for that stadium too. Mike, I'm telling you, the, the, one of my favorite memories of all time in my entire football life was that NFC Championship game. They closed the roof, mm-hmm. and they added all of those stand, those those uh, seats yep. in the in the red zone. And I'm t- I've never had an environment that loud for me. Right. And to to be the home team and to feel that that Mike, it was so tangible. I I'm telling you, I could reach out my hand and I could feel it. It was so, t- it was tangible. It was something you could actually feel that momentum that was for us. And I don't think we could have played any better than what we did the first half. Held on in that second half, yep. but we got it home. And and I'm telling you, had we had that game in Philly again or had to go to New York when they were the number one seed, it would have been a totally different feel because yep. we would have been freezing. We would have been over there by the by the heaters. It's, it's just a completely different atmosphere. Yeah, no. Uh, so that, that, that makes that, that, that home field, that number one seed, that much mm. more important. Over yes. on the AFC side. Yeah. We were talking about this while you stepped out for a minute, uh, Sean and I were, like New England. All right, they win in Buffalo. Is New England winning or this division, or is Buffalo giving it away? Mike, New England took it from them Monday night. All right. They punched them in the face, Mike. They, they looked them square in the eye, and they, they, they pulled an Aaron Rodgers. They said, we own you. We're going to throw the ball three times the entire game. We're going to run it 46 times down your throat. And the majority of those formations, they had an extra tackle. They didn't even, they didn't even pretend to try to throw the no. football. They came at you. That was as clear a message to Buffalo as I have ever seen one team give another team that we are more physical than you. We are going to dominate you. I hope you had a, a nice year enjoying that AFC East crown while we were down without our quarterback and eight starters on defense. Yep. But now we're back and we're here to reclaim what's rightfully ours. And they, 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 to your point, they just it was dominant. They punched them in yeah. the face. They kept punching them in the face, and Buffalo could not get off the mat. Now you look do the same exercise that we did for the the NFC. Okay, New England sitting at top. They're nine and four right now. I mean, and Tennessee, you, Buffalo, yeah. Baltimore, where are these teams at? Like, like They're looking up at New England. Improb- no, obviously. They're number <laughs> one right now. And the other thing, too, when it comes down to tiebreakers, if, you know, obviously head-to-head matters, but a lot of these teams haven't played each other. So the first tiebreakers conference record. They're 7-1 and one in the AFC. Everybody else has at least three losses. So they're building a cushion that pretty quickly is going to be insurmountable. Mike, if you are Bill Belichick, and you just are in the privacy of your own house and there's nobody around and you get to just sit back and just reflect right on what last year was mhm eight players opt out for covid tom brady goes south to tampa who you tried to kick out anyway and and you finally got your wish but now you have a rookie quarterback. If he does this with a rookie quarterback, Mike, yeah. 
that will be more impressive than what Tom Brady did last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm sorry. Because Tampa Bay had veterans. He, had, he handpicked the guys that he wanted to come down there and yeah, play with him. You're talking about a rookie, a guy that was winning a national championship last year for Alabama is now, if he gets them to, if he even gets them to an AFC championship game, Mike, yeah. that will be one of the best coaching jobs I've ever seen. And it will forever solidify Bill Belichick as one of the best ever to do it. We talked about Tom Brady as a player. That Super Bowl last year solidified him because he did it without Belichick. If Belichick gets to an AFC championship game without Brady and does it with this ver- this version of the New England Patriots, this will be his coup de grace as far as his all-time coaching job. Patriots on a bye this week. Then they go to Indi- – How convenient is that? Then they go to Indianapolis, <laughs> play the Colts, and then they have a return engagement with Buffalo in – they still in Foxborough? In Foxborough. Yeah, and then they got the two Florida teams to close it out. So if if anybody's going to make a statement, it's got to happen before Jacksonville, Miami, because Miami and Jacksonville ain't doing nothing about this. Mike, did you hear actually Bill Belichick? Like there was a radio interview where he was actually joking. I know he was joking. He's in a good. Who mood. are you? What he's, have you done with Bill Belichick? He's hugging and and in a good mood on the sidelines. Mike, I'm telling you, he is enjoying this as much as any Super Bowl that he's previously coached in or won. And and I think he's been waiting. He's been savoring this opportunity to do this without Tom Brady. And I guarantee you that there is no way. And this further proves the point that he never really wanted to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, even though that proved to be a, a, a prudent move. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even though his hand was forced to do it, it still worked out for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Seven wins in a row going into the bye. And, you know, you look at the defense. So we talk about Mac Jones and all. That's fine. You got six points, seven points, shutout, 13 points, 10 points. That's the New England defense the last five games. That sounds like 2001 Patriots. Mm-hmm. That sounds just like that team with a, a very young quarterback and Tom Brady who, was, who had just unseated Drew Bledsoe as the starting quarterback who they had just given $100 million to, by the way. And, I, I mean, Mike, what, what else can we say about the man? The fact that you just won a football game, you threw the ball three times, and you ran it 46 times. Dude, and that, I go back to this. Like, what? I get what we're saying about the Patriots, but what does this say about the Bills? Because the Bills, like, this is a team, like, this is a team that was supposed to be in the Super Bowl this year this, or competing for the Super Bowl out of the AFC. This says that Bill Belichick is playing chess and everybody else is playing checkers. And it's been that way for quite some time. That's what it says. It says that – he is basically running laps around the rest of the coaching world as far as the NFL is concerned. 19 passing yards. We always say we're going to miss Tom Brady and we're going to miss certain players when they're gone. We're going to miss Bill Belichick when he's gone. 19 passing yards. Two completions. He threw the ball three times. Two or three. Two completions. Two or three for 19 yards. And you won on the road. You won on the road with that. You did. You had a better game plan for the weather, and it wasn't even your city. Right. And real quickly, weather talk. You've told this story before. Yes. I know, I know the stories. There you go. But you played Indianapolis, mm-hmm. Dome. Yep. Broncos. I think Denver gets a bad rap. It snows in Denver, but Denver's not a cold city. It's I not had a cold game. I had a cold game. I know Denver. you did. Against and the then, Colts. And, of course, that? you ended up in Here. Arizona. Yep. But – 
you know, you you see not so much during the game, but the pregame stuff mm. that was coming out, like mm. the the late afternoon pictures coming out of Buffalo mm. were just mm. miserable, awful, cold wind. Yes, and if you've not lived back there, like I lived in Michigan, mm. it's not the cold, it's not the snow, it's the cold and snow when the winds blow. The wind. Once the, the wind. wind starts blowing, when you hear that, you're in trouble. Coldest game you ever played in? Cleveland. 1999, uh, we were December 20th. So it's a tie. Cleveland, 1999, and New in, England, right? New England, 2008. I was going to say, I, I, got, I still got frostbite in this finger because yeah. of that game. New that, England. And that was, a, that was a long flight home. We can tell the stories for you. We had to deplane twice, or we had to de ice twice in two different cities. It was that cold. And, and we, I think we talk. I don't know if we did it on a podcast. And if we are, I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself. That's all right. I've only been on a plane a couple of times when they de-iced. If there is there anything, I don't want to say scary. It's scary. Yes, it's it scary. Is. It's is scary. It? We had that leaving uh, our charter, leaving um, ASU's last game, Oregon State. We had to uh, de-ice the plane before we left. Just imagine a 747 going through a car wash. That's what it is. It's basically, yeah. You got to they pour. I think it is. I don't know if it's water or what. It's antifreeze. Liquid, antifreeze. Then. Basically, yeah. yeah. Because we, we did it one time in Denver. We, I was traveling with the basketball team. Yeah. We played a game in the afternoon. We were flying to Florida. Yeah. And they said, well, this is the last flight of the day. We are shutting the airport down. And they said, we're going to have special something, something. And they had the trucks, the, the de-icing trucks. They had the trucks drive out to the runway. And this plane was getting ready to t- – <laughs> To your point, it went through the car wash, taken <laughs> off. And you can't see out the windows. It's snowing so hard. Mike, we they – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. I said it just made me feel good when we landed in Florida. <laughs> Mike, when we when we de-iced in, in New England, or was it Rhode Island? I think we took off from Rhode Island. They ran out of antifreeze. They ran out of de-icing. <laughs> so they had to go call the guy who was in charge, who was at home sleep, got him out of bed. He had to go get some <laughs> and bring it to the airport. No way. They didn't have enough antifreeze to get us home. We couldn't take off. Mike, this is after getting beat to, de- to hell 47 to 7. So we had to sit there for two and a half hours and wait on some freaking antifreeze to leave this godforsaken place. And then when you left, and when we left, place. we didn't even have enough gas. We had to go to Minnesota. <laughs> so you know, here's what I don't understand, though. And I get it. You're flying from Rhode Island. To Arizona. To Arizona. Yeah, and, they, and they said, let's go to Minnesota to get some gas. Get some Where you got to de-ice again. And de-ice, yes. We had to get both ice and gas, or the, the antifreeze and gas. Texas ain't got gas? <laughs> Can't stop in Texas on the way home? I mean. I'm looking at a map. Minnesota, yeah. straight line, Texas. <laughs> if you can fly. Rhode Island, no. Rhode Island, then you go over to Minnesota, yeah, then down. I, yeah. But I, no, I'm talking about here's Rhode I mean, here's Minnesota on the map. Here's Texas on yeah. the map. Yeah. You're flying through that line. Yeah. They yeah. said, ah, oh, let's just go to Minnesota because we didn't think, get enough de-icing. I don't think we had enough to get to Texas. I mean, I'm just – Mike, one, I of the, one, of the, one of the worst flight experiences I've ever had because not only were we cold, but everybody's feeling some kind of way because yeah. we just got our heads kicked in, 47 right. to 7. And I had frostbite in my finger, by the way. And the, But the wind. The like, wind, the wind, the wind. Because if you, if, if, if you watch that game the other night, like the field, there wasn't snowing that hard, you know, and there wasn't snow piled up. Like, because we've seen mm. those games where it's piled up on the sidelines mm. or in Denver where they're shoveling yeah. the lanes off or the, the, yeah. Yeah, the yard lines off. Cleveland is cold, Mike. Cle- oh, I'll tell Cle- you, Cleveland was cold. It was 20 below, Mike. And, and Cle- Cleveland and Detroit are the same thing. Like, and Detroit always had indoor stadiums, so it was never an issue. Cle- but Cleveland just was rough. Living, living in that, 
because it's cold, it's wet, it's mm. it's just Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. That's why I live here. Mm-mm. That's why I live here. We went out, Mike. We 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 tried to be tough guys real quick. We tried to be tough guys. I'll never forget this. It's 1999. We tried to be tough guys and go out there with no sleeves on. We went. We got to the end of the tunnel where it opened up. <laughs> We're going to turn right back in and go back and get the sleeves. We didn't even warm up. We just said, no, we're going back. So, like. We're we're talking all this smack in the the tunnel. Like, you know how you're getting. I don't need it. Let's go. I mean, we had the, 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 what do you call that? The uh, the, uh, Vaseline. Vaseline. Yes, we had Vaseline on our sleeves. And, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, we about to go do this, baby. We were in the middle of a 10-game win streak. Man, we felt that wind. Oh, we're taking it on back in, buddy. We, we don't need warm-ups. We can warm up right before the game. Mac, quick, the manager meet you at happened. the door. He didn't even know. Like, it was an onslaught. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> What's up, tough guys? Yeah. Mac Jones apparently wore a scuba suit. How like smart a, Like was a wetsuit. He got this that from week. Tom Brady. Got it from Tom Brady. Who you ever see from? anybody do that before? No, I never. No, no. I never I mean, even heard of it. But I mean, I've never been anywhere where it was a thought. Like mm-hmm. I've never really played in a cold weather environment where that kind of thought it was okay. We need something to offset. The, but how the smart is that? It's, it's brilliant. I mean, that day hey, again. I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> but it ain't even Tom Brady. It's Mac Jones. But it Mac went from Jones. Tom Brady to who's the backup quarterback that's there right now? Can't uh, remember his name. Brian Hoyer. Yeah, but from, from Brady to Hoyer, and Hoyer told Mac Jones about But him. you know who has the common denominator of all three of them? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Thank you so Hate much. Hate him, too. I but mean, you're damn right. We will miss him when he's gone because you got to have a villain. He's playing chess, not checkers. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is playing checkers. Got to have a villain. Mm-hmm. Got to have some. What makes the NFL great, no matter what, what team you're a fan of, there's a villain out there. You yeah. hate him. Hate him. I don't hate him. I just respect – I hate the Cowboys. But I respect the Patriots mm-hmm. because you, you respect greatness. You have to. Yeah. It goes from a point of, God, I hate this team. Why do they always have everything that's so good? And then it just turns into this, God, they're great. You yeah. know what I mean? It turns from this, like, I hate them. Why do they get to have it to what are you going to do? Well, they're it's amazing. Just, it's just interesting to see how it's kind of come because it was always Brady and Belichick. Like, right. I hate Brady and Belichick. And now they had their divorce, as yeah. you said. And then you kind of see the camps, like, well, they did it because of Brady. They did it because of Belichick. When they did it because they were together. They were together. And they did a lot of good for a lot of years. For me, like I never cared about the Patriots one way or another, but it mm-hmm. was Tom Brady. He was a Michigan nah. guy. So I'm like, all right, I'm cool with that. Yeah. They never bothered me. But think about this, Mike. As a, as, a, as a Detroit fan, think about the Bulls Yeah, in the 90s. The villain. Hated the Bulls. Well, well it started, you started with the Celtics. Started off hating the Bulls. Right. But then you learn to appreciate them because they, you know, six, uh, six for six. I mean, you gotta love it. You 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 want to know for me as a Pistons fan, and really, that's when I watched a lot of basketball. I would right. go home and I would go to those games. Right. And I, the team that I hate more than the Bulls is the Celtics. Wow. Because that's when it started. That was the early. Um, and sure, there was the Jordan rules, and it was physical. We've talked about that. Because they the were the NBA team was that was physical. your big brother. Exactly. Yes. Right? And, you have to and, go through them in order you know, to get the, to where the, you want the, to go. The stuff you saw in the gardens there. I even hate the announcer. <laughs> I know him. Johnny Most. <laughs> like, wrong team. No, the, the, oh, yeah. the, 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 the uh, radio guy for the, the uh, Boston Celtics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Johnny yeah, yeah. Most. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the old dude still like from old school. He probably sh- smoking a cigar, calling the game. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, exactly. Steal my bird. I'm Bill Lambeer, throw him in jail. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. you you got to have that villain. And for me, you gotta as love a Pistons it. fan, it was the Celtics. 
Yeah. It was a solid day. I disliked the Bulls, but to your point, then at some point you just got to look back and say, damn. They were great. Yeah. They yeah, were great. It was greatness. And when you're a fan of a bad team, like you have a lot of villains because everybody's better than you. So you're just <laughs> like – everybody's like, kicking your yeah, ass. Yeah, so like being a 30-plus year Raider fan, I hate everybody, man. The but hell you at with least, all of but you. But you at least had – you at least got to the Super Bowl in 02. You at we least did, got yeah, there. Yeah, and then how that turned out. You know, the other thing, though, is <laughs> – when you're, <laughs> it's a bad day. Don't bring that up. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of overlap between, as a sports town uh-huh. between Phoenix and Detroit. There's a lot of overlap. And you're sitting there as a city that yeah. you got a chip on your shoulder yeah. because you're not Chicago yeah. in, if you're in Detroit. Yeah. And in hey, you're not Arizona. Even Toronto. It, not even Toronto in, in Detroit. Well, no. If, and in Arizona, you, you hate the L.A. teams. Yeah. L.A. teams don't care about Phoenix teams. No. And I think to a certain degree, Chicago teams don't care about Detroit. No, they don't. Right. But no. you're sitting here, beat L.A. Right. They swam in our pool, well, whatever. Like, when like we, all, all these things you just get all worked up about because it's L.A. I don't right. think it was the swimming part. I think, I think it was the other part. I think it was the relieving yourself. <laughs> the, I mean, there's a lot of that. Like, for instance, don't when the, pee in my pool. When the Suns were making their run, you know, to the playoffs every year before the long drought, <laughs> yeah. and they couldn't get past the Spurs, right? And then it was the Dallas Hated Dallas. the Spurs, though. Yeah. I had a chance to work an NBA All-Star game with – there's always people from around the league, right? Yeah. One of the people I was working with was a, uh, a game operations person with the Spurs. And I asked him, do you guys hate us as much as we hate you? He goes, we don't even think about you. We yeah. beat you every year. Yeah. I was like, no big point. deal. To them, it was the Lakers at that time. They were like, we, yeah. we, we got to get over the Lakers. We don't even right. care about you. Right. It's yeah. like, oh, that hurts so bad, but it's so true. It is true. Yeah. It is true. And it's, it, the same thing would be if, if you worked in Detroit and yeah. talked to Chicago. It would be the yeah. same thing. I mean, crazy. All right. On the other side, we'll do a quick hit on the NBA. And still to come, you mm, ready? I'm Dad ready. Dad jokes? Bro. I'm ready. And how's the I'm crack staff right doing now. out back? How's we're it? getting there. Are we? Yeah. We're going to do some pump the brakes, too. That's coming up. Train and Gross. Train and Gross. Breaking news. Since uh, First time since Halloween or something like that, the Phoenix Suns lost a basketball game. Wow. Oh, crazy. Went to uh, San Francisco, lost to the Warriors. Mm. But mm. don't worry. Suns and the Warriors tied for the best record in all the league at 20-4. and four. Mm. And I heard somebody, and I don't know if I agree with this or not, because, you know, what's the old saying? You play to win the game. Uh, Herm Edwards. But somebody made the point that, uh, well, maybe it takes a little bit of, not pressure necessarily, but just takes that card off the table for now. Like, they're not constantly getting asked about winning streak, winning streak, winning streak. Mm. I don't know if I buy that with this team, because Mm. as we've been talking about ad nauseum, I don't want to say they're boring, but it's boring the fact that all you do is win. Like, you're watching games, and even games, because there's been games in this streak that they didn't play well, Right, they won the game. Mike, I don't think it could be boring. Until you have a championship under your belt, there, there, there can't be anything boring about a team until they reach that final destination and they can say, we are the champions of the world. You have to be invested emotionally in every win with this Phoenix Suns team because, again, when you've gotten so close and no cigar, it, it just – it just it, it highlights the fact that you, you hadn't gotten what you really wanted yet. Yeah. And so you know at this point every win is going to mean something because when you get to the end and you start tallying them up and you start looking at seedings, it's going to be imperative that this team has home court advantage and that Chris Paul somehow, some way, gets through an entire playoff season fully healthy. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton was featured in an article in The Undefeated, our friend Mark Jay Spears, who does a great job covering Love National Mark. Basketball Association. We should try and get him on a podcast in the future. We had him on the show yeah, we'll uh, get him back on. in the day a couple times. I talked to him. 
I read um, you know, the headline is DeAndre Ayton. I'm just putting my head down and working. Hmm. And, you know, that, that was one of the things that I think was the big question mark coming into this year after he didn't get the extension. But it's, whatever he's thinking – it's, mm-hmm. it's not bothering him, and it's not bothering the team. Outwardly, it's not bothering him, mm-hmm. and it's not bothering the team. You look at the numbers, you know what he's doing. Um, he's doing what, what you want him to do. Like, no, no, no ill effect from the fact that he didn't get the extension. I, I think for DeAndre Ayton, this is that watershed moment for him. Mm-hmm. You didn't get what you want. You, you were able to get a taste of success in the NBA – you realized a little bit of what you were as a number one overall pick, but you still didn't get everything. You didn't get the the crown or the cash. And I think for DeAndre Ayton, people are going to be looking to see, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And this entire season is kind of a referendum on that phrase in reference to DeAndre Ayton. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to follow that up with a monster year and you're going to come out and, and be this number one pick with, with dominating numbers and, and being a, a major factor in, in all these Suns wins? Or are you just going to be still a nice piece and yet there are still other pieces that are more valuable than you? If there are still other pieces that are more valuable than you, then how do you deserve to get that money that you're asking for because if if they're more important then they they can do without your services and right. you're just a guy on that team you're not the man on that team 16 and 11 showed no ill effect from the the knee contusion whatever it was that held him out yeah. for a couple of games so yeah. there you go you yeah. know and, and we'll see that question will answer itself as we play and to your point you know, regular season is the regular season been there, done that now. You, know, you, 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 the Suns, and DeAndre Ayton, you've exposed the team, the market, to great things last year. That's right. And anything short of that this year will feel like a letdown. It will. It will be a letdown because you, you've, you've shown us that you can. Yeah. And now that's the expectation. Now you've risen all of the people's hopes and, and dreams, and, and you, you've, you've woken the dead because there was a lot of, there was a a lot lot of fans of that were dead. <laughs> as yeah. far as their love for the Phoenix Suns. And, and uh, you, you, you've awakened that. And, and, you know, you can't just open up those feelings and then, you know, leave them hanging again because once they close them off this time, they'll close them forever. Uh, you talk about issues around the rest of the league. Uh, we look at L.A., which we typically do. Uh, the Lakers and the Clippers combined 26-24. That's a winning percentage of just over 50%, obviously, if you're, uh, if you're mathematically challenged. Yeah. Meanwhile, the clip, uh, the the, uh, the uh, Suns and the Warriors, they're winning at about an 84% clip. It's impressive. Yeah. I, you can just see it in the horizon, Mike. You can yeah. just see the Western Conference Finals in the horizon. And this, these teams are going to play on Christmas again. Yep. And it, it, you can just see the slow buildup. It's almost like that weather front, Mike. You can see it from afar, and, and you see once the clouds start rolling in, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like – it, it, it's almost like they're on a collision course and, and we're getting great theater and great drama leading up to it. But we, we know that ultimately what's, what's going to be at the end, we just don't know how it's going to f- shake out. Uh, our, our friend, can we say that? Charles Barkley? Yeah, of course. Uh, he called out AD. He, he, Rightfully you know, so. Put him on, what did he say? Put him on blast. Like, you know, and he, no, and, Shaq, right. he and Shaq are very hard on him. Yeah. And uh, the, the exact quote was uh, – you're supposed to be one of the five best players in the world, and you ain't holding up your end of the bargain. Uh, it's pretty black and white when you look at it that way. Mike, you're a top five talent, and, and when you start looking at the numbers, let's just look at the numbers for just a second. If you're Anthony Davis, you're telling me you're a top five talent in the NBA and you can't get more than six points per quarter? 
You're top you're top five player in all the world, and you telling me that you can't get more than six points per quarter. That's that's three buckets or two buckets, depending on how you look at it. Maybe a bucket and a couple of free throws. You've got to be able to dominate quarter by quarter. And I think a lot of times guys look at the big picture and they they say, well, I'm getting 20 and 10. It's like, but no, that's not enough. Because if you get it, and I mean, I think I heard this from from Charles again. Mm-hmm. We love Charles. He said, you can't, you can't be <clears throat> a guy that in three games you average 30 points one game and then you average and then you get 10 points one game and then you say, well, I average 20 points. No, that, that doesn't get it done. That, that 20 is a very empty 20. Because that 10-point game, you did absolutely nothing to help your team. You right. were basically invisible. So the numbers may look good from average, but your impact is not there. Meanwhile, in Portland, Damian Lillard, uh, you know, we talked about you know, people that you feel good for with the, what happened with the Suns. And Devin Booker, obviously, you know, a guy who was kind of languishing uh, early in his career, but uh, you know, with, with Chris Paul coming in, you know, he, the world gets to see what we've known about Dev, Devin Booker. Damian Lillard's kind of in that situation and no no fix on the horizon. In fact, they let their general manager go. You know, he got caught up in some sort of office scandal, something with yeah. – so he's yeah. – so you got a team with no general manager to speak mm-hmm. of and you've got a, a guy who's been in the league, what, 10 years now, Damian Lillard? Yeah. And no hope, you know. And, and here's the thing. They're good enough to, to just make the playoffs. Right. But that's it. Yeah. And, I mean, he's got to be – Unbelievable! He's got to be Dame time. He's he's got to go off for 30, 40 points in order for them just to get to the first round. Mike, I've heard it's even been it's even deeper than that. I think, well, the reports are that that Paul Allen's death has been the real reason why this thing has gone south because Paul Allen was the guy that really really loved the the Portland Trailblazers yeah. and his his wife doesn't really have the same affection no. for this organization or the people in that organization so now you're seeing a lot of those relationships go sour and I think Dame is kind of caught in the crosshairs yeah, of that is. and like okay well what am I supposed to do like I don't want to be traded I want to win here but all the relationships are starting to crumble right around it. and isn't that true with with teams that have like strong individual owners like you played in Denver, Bowling, Mr. Bowling, yeah, Mr. B. You know, and you look at how bad it's been since Mr. Bowling left. His kids fighting over it. You know, it looks like maybe there's a resolution on the horizon there where it's going to be sold. You know, but kids fighting. But kids. who's going to take it over though? But no, but to that point though, like when you had an owner like Mr. Bowling, yes. and then when it go, he died, he and his dad, he and his dad. So for two generations, you had a lot. You had a solid leadership. I grew up in Detroit. Mike Illich owned the Red Wings mm-hmm. and the Tigers. Yes, they ain't done anything since Mr. Illich died. And his kids, again, fighting over it, not wanting to spend money like his dad. People have said he was crazy when he spent money on the Tigers, but they made it to they didn't win it, but they made it to the World Series. There's never a doubt about that. And I think that's what's happening in Portland now. Jim Bus. The Bus family. The I mean, we don't want to say it too loud, but you know, things haven't really been going smooth. That's not that's since, or Dr. Jerry Bus, I should say. Dr. Jerry Bus passed Jerry away. Bus. Yeah. I mean, it ain't been the same there either. I mean, yeah. they won one. They got that done in the bubble. But I'm just saying, you, you take that bubble season away, and there's been a whole lot of disappointment around the Lakers since Dr. Jerry Buss passed away. And finally, our, in our weekly look at the bottom teams in the NBA, mm-hmm. and I figured you'd be gloating come about now. Oh. The Rockets are 6-4 and four in their last 10. Yeah. What's going on? No, they, they – they're not even the worst team in the West right now. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's fool's gold, Mike. They're, they're they're not a good team. They're they're beating up on teams that are actually worse than them. 
which yeah. I didn't think that was possible. Whoa. But there are some teams out there that are worse than the Rockets. Sean Crespin gets mad when I say this, but Detroit basketball one wow. and nine in their last ten, still the worst team Ugh. in the. They've won four games. Oh, four games. Uh. Hold up, way. <laughs> <laughs> four, four and nineteen oh. are your Detroit Pistons. I mean, but you know the thing about that is when you have been a an organization that has had a lot of success and have had groups uh, and teams that were all time teams, it's hard to 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 look at a team that that doesn't measure up to that. Yeah, and and when you see the the current version. Of that team, you're going to always be compared to the 89-90 bad boys. Yeah. Always in Detroit. For yeah. the Rockets, it's always going to be, do you measure up to the 93-94 Houston Rockets? With Akeem the Dream and Sam Cassell and, and Kenny Smith and, and Clyde Drexler, all these players, you're going to always be measured to them because that was the standard. That's yeah. what brought home championships. And if you don't measure up to that – then it's always you're always going to be looked at like eh, you know you're all right but you ain't them yeah would it, and 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 you're absolutely right when you think about the Pistons it's bad boys but I think when you when you think about Detroit Piston teams you think about the eighty nine ninety team the eighty nine team more than the ninety well they, the first one of yes. course but Rick Mahorn speaking of special though the 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 third one with Rip Hamilton and that team because that was oh, not yeah. you know that was a team that you know two thousand four four yep. You know, the Lakers did not expect that team because they kind of, you know, they, they put that team together on Larry Brown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because, again, they were, they were resting on their 89-90 laurels for a long time, right? And remember, too, they didn't have that whole team assembled until they got Rasheed Wallace in the middle exactly. of the season. Exactly. They took a trade to get that, that nucleus together where, you know, they, they had a little bit of a run there. And that's where, that's where Sean gets mad when you do uh, mm. Mace, Mace, Mason <laughs> Phillips. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Chauncey Phillips. <laughs> Detroit basketball. I found that on YouTube one night, man. I was watching that where they did the player introductions. You know, I had no problems with the announcer <laughs> and them doing it I'm in Detroit. It is when I'm doing – because when I where I ran the audio, BJ, you know where it is. It was in the corner of the lower level of the Suns Arena. They have 20 years, same spot. Sunday afternoon game, you guys were good, we were good, right? Somebody, and I know the person because they had the same season tickets for years sitting right behind me, sold their tickets to a Detroit fan. Damn it. And damn if this entire game, this, this, you know what, wasn't leaning over the damn rail in my ear doing that stupid Detroit basketball chant. It took everything I had. And by the way, Detroit kicked our ass that day. It had. It took everything I had not to grab that dude and just bring him down over that. So you said he had the most punchable face? Oh, in he had a punchable face, Beatrice, I'm telling you. He could have asked me, is there anything I can do? Nope, sorry, it's just your face. It's just your face. I just, a little, just lean in just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit more. Oh, hey, so. Yeah, you, can you do something for me? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not necessarily the announcer or the – game you know uh, presentation in detroit it was that son of a uh, you know yeah. what and I, oh, I, I, i'll give you that that day sunday <laughs> afternoon game i'll always remember that dude i want i've never wanted to choke Whew. i i am oh, yeah. i am a proud detroiter born and raised in south there ain't no such thing as south detroit but you get detroit fans mm-hmm. can be so obnoxious it was bad and I, of the three of us i think i might be going out on a limb here i'm the biggest hockey fan in the mm-hmm. group <laughs> i couldn't stand going to games Red in Wings. the arena when the Red Wings fans were here. Yep. 
and, and my, my friends back home get mad at me, but, and this probably won't mean anything to anybody who hasn't lived in Detroit, but you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. The guy that rolled into the parking lot in a 92 Camaro yes. wow. with an old jersey of a player that doesn't play anymore, wow. a mullet, and Blast he gets and liquor. I go again on my own. And he gets yeah. liquored up by the end of white the first snake. period. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Just blasting some white snake. Here I go again on my own. He tried to st- right. <laughs> put, a, put a squid down his pants. <laughs> put a squid down his pants so he can throw it on the ice. Right. Like, wow. no, man, I hate him. Hate wow. him. <laughs> I mean, no, I do. I mean, the simple fact that you're gonna put a squid down your pants. I mean, that that yeah, that's that, a little that take, weird, man. That that, that that takes a special mentality all in this. It really stuff. does. I wonder if he wore a wet Hockey. suit. Hockey, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that brought be a little. Well, I don't know where you get a <laughs> good look. I don't look. know where you get a squid in this town, man. But could you imagine? Get a little gamey by the time the team. I'm not- oh shit! They haven't <laughs> scored since the third period. <laughs> Still <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here for two and a half hours with a no, ten pound squid in my pants. I think you slide it under the seat oh, right at that point. I, I I had at least five jokes coming yeah. on, but I'm just going to leave them right there. I'm, I'm not even going to go there. Detroit uh, basketball. All right, on the other side, I see that the uh, research team. I think we're there. Has bought in the, uh, the pump the brakes. Yes, pump the brakes. And Savers. then we will uh, get into dad jokes as well. Man, how long has this been pants? going, man? Like I this, don't know, man. This, this is going to go on forever. The longest <laughs> podcast we've ever done. If you're still with us, thank you very much. We'll be right back <laughs> on Train and Gross. Squid. Uh. Uh. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Train and Gross. We're on YouTube as well. Come to the fine part of the broadcast, podcast, whatever this is called. Mm-hmm. Some kind of cast. Outcast. Yeah. Here we go. Time to pump the brakes. Let's do it. I'm going to give you some statements, if you will, just some random thoughts. You tell me if you're pumping the brakes on it or if you're rolling with it. World of sports. We have a little pop culture coming up at the, at the end as well. Um, you touched on this game earlier, the Bills and the Patriots on Monday Night Football. Mm. Pump the brakes or not, losing to a team that threw the ball three times for 19 yards is more of an indictment on the Bills' defense than an accomplishment by the Pats' offense. Uh. Pump the brakes or not. Now I know. Don't pump the brakes. It is, right? You knew it was coming. Yeah. Dude, if you knew a team, you're you know defensive player like yourself, you knew a team was going to run the ball, only run the ball, and they're not even doing anything special. It's off tackle here. It's it's you know. But they brought in an extra lineman, so they didn't even disguise it. No, it was we're coming at you. We're going to run this. And down the quarterback throat. didn't even keep it on play action and boot out the backside. No. Like they did nothing. No. They just ran the ball. We're just we're just better than you. We're tougher. We're more physical yes. than you. This is still our division. You had we had a you had a one year reprieve. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you kept the hat and the shirt. Hope you didn't give it to your cousins or anybody else because you won't <laughs> see another one anytime soon. And, and and Buffalo let them. They couldn't stop. They couldn't do anything, Mike. They were they they had no choice. No, you, I know, but you're everything you said. And Buffalo let them. Have you been in a game where defensively you knew a team was going to run downhill, like in a four minute situation late in the ball game, and you couldn't stop them? And how deflating is that if that is a thing? It's extremely deflating. I've, I've been in that situation many a times, unfortunately. And and when you have a team that has some some decent pass rushers up front, like we did. Way that you neutralize pass rushes, you run right at those pass rushers. Yeah, and I, there are many times where we were down in the game and and teams went into four minute drills and about the midway through the third quarter, and that's all you got for a quarter and a half. People just trying to take your head, and either you got two choices: either going to roll over 
and, and, and go belly up, or are you going to bow your neck and you're going to toughen up and, and actually stop them? Yeah. That's it's only two decisions. That's Buffalo. Ooh, they went belly up yeah. on national TV. That was yeah. brutal. If that was a 4 o'clock game, it may not have been as bad, but the fact that everybody was locked in on that game mm-hmm. because they knew what was important and, and what was at stake. And what was the final score for, like, 14? 14-10. 14-10, yeah. 14-10. And they never had a chance. Oh, it was 14-10, and they never had a chance. They, oh, they did. They, had, they, were on a, they were driving late in the game, and they had that fourth down. Yeah, they, they turned it over yeah, on downs late. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Miss field goal. How do you miss a field goal in Buffalo? Oh, that's and you kicking, and you, but you, but you know that though. You, it's your home stadium. You're yeah. the one out there kicking before the game. You know that. You practice in it every day. They and out I, Buffalo. I, Buffalo. They did. I out disagree. Buffalo, like Buffalo. I watched that game. We all watched that game. Yeah. Buffalo never had a chance. more of an indictment. Yeah. Never on had the a uh, the Bills than the uh, the Pats accomplishment. Still a great accomplishment by the Pats, but yeah, I'm taking just, nothing just, away from yeah, them. Just bad by the Bills in that particular yeah. moment. Uh, you gave up two first-round picks if you're Seattle for Jamal Adams. He's hurt and out for the rest of the year. Again, nothing personal to Jamal Adams. But that might be, pump the brakes or not, that is the worst trade you can remember in recent history. That is brutal for Seattle. Ooh, I mean, I look at the Rams in their own division. I mean, I look at Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. I'm not so high you're not on, that on that one. one yet. not sold so on that one. So you're pumping the brakes right a little bit on that? Pump the brakes. All right. Because right now, Matthew Stafford looks like – a more expensive version of Jared Goff, if, if you can even say more expensive, because Jared Goff got broke off before he was shipped out of yep. L.A. And you bring in Detroit's problem, and it seems as if a new location, same issues. I'm not sure if either team really feels like they got a great deal on, on, on that whole investment. Three straight games with a pick six going into that Jacksonville game last weekend, which is Jacksonville, right? It's a, right. a get-right game, but... Hey, B-Train's right, and, and you know, the quarterback's going to get that attention, right? You know, it, but going back to the original question, yeah, Jamal it was a bad deal. Oh, two first-round picks. But I think the other thing that it, it underscores is what the hell's the future for the Seahawks team? Because it's yeah. over. Oh. Like, it's over. It's over. Right? You know, they, they, they did what they do. They beat the 49ers. That's fine, but they do that all the time anyway. And you like, know, so it's over. You, like, you know how I know it's over? When's the last time you heard Russell Wilson go, go Hawks? It's very true. At the end of his stay. You haven't heard that in a while. Well, it's like you guys are looking at my notes. Let's just jump right into this one. Jordan Schultz, he's the guy that reported that there was going to be a report about Robert Sarber. He reported a report, right? Um, Anyway, he said on Twitter today, sources told him Russell Wilson would strongly consider waiving his no-trade clause for the Giants, Broncos, and Saints. We've already been through this. Pump the brakes on those three teams as a fit for Russell Wilson. No, because he already gave us the list. He gave us the list last offseason. They had the Raiders in it last offseason, and there was the one, and there was one more. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Bears. Yeah. And the Bears. The Bears. That's the what it was, Bears. Bears. Uh, yeah. know, but it's the Saints this year. I mean, right. okay. Okay. The but point is, he's still he's ready. He's looking he somewhere else. Oh, is he he's, gone. Gone. he's gone. He's gone. Pete Carroll's gone. gone. They're all gone. Pete Carroll, we talked about it, 70-some years old now. Yeah. Can you imagine? Look at this edition of the Broncos team, but substitute Russell Wilson on that team. But that's, to me, that's so unfair to Teddy Bridge. I'm not. I think Teddy has played as well as any quarterback as could have under those under those under conditions. those circumstances. I think but coaching is a major issue out there. I'm looking on your paper. You're looking on mine because the first thing I do, well, I don't know who does it because the Broncos, as we said, going through some ownership stuff right now. Somebody's got to make a decision. That's a god awful coaching staff to put Teddy Bridgewater in a really bad spot. But there's so much talent on that. They team. have drafted really well. So much talent yeah. on that team. That was more my point. Like, yeah. you know, and not a knock on Teddy Bridgewater. No, but that but coaching Ru- staff needs to 
Russell Go. Wilson's a more accomplished quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater at this point in their careers. When's Black Monday? Because that that's when you clean out yep. everything for in coaches. the Denver Broncos. What is it yep. called? Dove Valley? Dove yeah. Va- the moving van for the coaches pulls up. They actually is Inglewood, Colorado. Inglewood, Col- they got to go. Yeah, they got to go. Yeah. And I played. I, I you know, I, I played under Nick Fangio. So I, you know, it, it, it's just it's weird to see him in this capacity. But he was a coordinator, right? With, yeah, he was yeah. A coordinator I mean, again, with the Broncos, I mean, with the Colts. Some guys, it's harder for them when got they get to, to that point. They just can't get it done as yeah. a head coach. But nothing wrong with them as a coordinator. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that either. Um, but uh, John yeah, Elway's I agree. Got to go. Who? John Elway. Gotta you think go. so? Give him 10% of the new team and he's, say, He's John Elway. Your services are no longer needed day to day. You don't kick John Elway out of Hey, Denver. give him 10% of the team and say, We'll see you. Show up for uh, ribbon cuttings and kissing babies. Dan Graziano and Jeremy Fowler from ESPN wrote an article about the coaching carousel today, uh, all the different rumors that are out there and such. One of them tied Jim Harbaugh to the Raiders coaching vacancy and said they are hearing rumors of multiple teams with an S, plural, inquiring about Jim Harbaugh as a head coach of their team next year in the NFL. Pump the brakes or not, Jim Harbaugh returning to the National Football League. Pump the brakes. Why would you go back? I think at this point you've worked so hard to build that program at your alma mater. You finally got some traction. You were able to get over the Ohio State hump. You were able to get over the the not winning the Big Ten hump. You're in the playoff. Everything is trending upwards. You're probably going to have some great recruiting classes because people like to come to a team that is winning and it's hot. So why would you go back to restrictions? You can have as many good players as you want. In the pros, you actually have less guys at your disposal than you do in college. College, you can stockpile guys. You can just keep them until and redshirt them and 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 wait till they beef up and eat up and and get their skills up. And so, the burnout factor is not there because they're there for three, four years. But you've got a hundred, you got a hundred bodies at your disposal. And in, yeah. in, in the NFL, at best, you've got what 60, 70 at your disposal. So yeah. you got thirty less guys, and there's more pressure to win. You're more likely to lose your job a lot faster in the NFL. So I think he should stay right where he is. He's going to always be beloved, as long as he keeps winning Big Ten, Michigan man, championship. Well, I, I think I, it's a great. I think it's a great job. For and him I now. agree with you now. And I, I, I honestly think if, if Harbaugh was inclined to leave, he might have taken the, the easy, the escape hatch, the out, the last couple of years, right? You know, because he sat down with the athletic director, he redid the contract, he agreed to all that. Yep. Um, and now he's got that that weight lifted off his shoulder, as you said. You know, he beat Ohio State. Won the Big Ten. He went to the Big Ten championship game for the first time. He beat Iowa in that game. Beat them bad. And How did they score three? That's what I don't understand. How did they get three <laughs> out of that deal? No idea. But, no, he, he's not going to the Raiders. And you don't want to. Or anyplace wanna, else. And you don't want to go against your brother in the same conference to get to a Super Bowl. That's true. Yeah. They played in the Super Bowl. Different but, conference. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, you it, don't want to do it. Like the Manning brothers. They didn't want to go against each other in the same it ain't conference. Happen. It ain't happening. Uh, some pop culture time. I got a few of them. Last year, our boy Mike Gross was all about this. Yeah, he was. It's back. The KFC log that, or the the, the log that Stop smells it. like KFC no. to burn on your Christmas fire no. morning. We pump it. It sounds like B Drain's pulling the brakes. No. Gross, are you getting yourself a KFC log this year? You know, the other day I was sitting out behind a <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken with my window down. Just Is that right? Just smelling it? Breathing it in. Christmas log, Yule log that smells like KFC. Breathing it in. My thing is... <laughs> just stop. My thing is, like, man, if you put that log in your fireplace in your house... Your like, whole just, house just, is... Just, 
your forehead get greasy and like, <laughs> you like licking your fingers. Uh, got a dog. Your dog's <laughs> got a sudden got a sudden craving for mashed potatoes and gravy. Right, just running circles. But so that's my answer. Don't waste your money on the log. Just pull up behind a Kentucky Fried Chicken, roll wow. the window down for a minute. Wow. Especially right. if you get there on the cooking schedule when they drop wow. down to dinner. Just yeah. The, yeah. All right. So next one. There are there are a ton of major stores doing what's called coupon stacking this year. Coupon stacking, where you can use multiple coupons to save some money. Mm. Pump the brakes or not. Using coupons in general is kind of a loss of man card points. Oh, no, I'm not going to pump the brakes on that. Right. But I will say that I, as the guy that, that – frequently uses Amazon. It's been a few years since I've actually gone physically shopping mm-hmm. because now you can actually click a few buttons and you never even have to touch Leave the, the product yep. and they can get to where they need to go. You don't even have to ship it. Mm-hmm. You just pay the five bucks wrapping yep. and all that stuff. I mean, it, it's way too easy now and the coupons aren't going to really matter because guys, people don't mind paying for the inconvenience. Have you ever took a physical coupon to like the grocery store or something and handed said cashier? A I've never coupon. done it. I've, I've never, never done, done it. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Attaboy. So I'm resp- I, I, I am responsible for the shopping in my house. <laughs> okay. okay. You, you now, Sunday now, mornings cut now. Out? Now it's all, I do the I do Instacart like I do local supermarket. Okay. We're not sponsored by now anybody, everything's digital now, right? Yeah, all the coupons are digital. Oh, okay. Look, I've saved nine hundred fifty-two dollars this year. What? Nine fifty-two. Nine fifty. But back in the day. <laughs> Said supermarket used to mail out coupons. Yeah, so I was asking, yeah. do you? So like, if I'm going shopping, out? check this out. Yeah. Like if I'm going shopping, we had the kids all day, like, and they said if you spend uh, 120 dollars, we'll give you 20 dollars off. Okay. You're telling me you wouldn't pull that coupon off and hand it to the lady when you're walking out? I'm not saying say, I wouldn't do. I just think I've never done it before. I did it. Twenty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty yeah. bucks. I'm with you on that. I mean, it adds up. I mean, I will say nine hundred dollars worth. That's crazy. Nine fifty-two. The wow. people that do it, they, they swear by it. You they get, had a yeah. TV show like Extreme Couponing or whatever. Yeah, and they, yeah. they put it on. It there. gets intense. Hey, it my does. Mom, my mom was that way when I was growing up. She had a little. How little, many brothers do you have? Me and my older brother, my younger brother. I'm in so the three boys. Yeah, three we had boys. three boys too. Yeah. You know damn well my mom was good. Absolutely. Coupons. She had a little. She had like a little choice thing, that she kept them in little little box, little boxes. She brought to the grocery store. Man, she bro- she was like a pro at that. Bam, back wow. in the day, people would go in and they, they'd rush the store and buy the, the newspapers. Like when they had, the, the they, had, they had the coupons. They had the coupons. When they had double coupons going on. Newspapers, back in the day, newspapers a dollar or two. Yeah. You got $300 worth of coupons. Yeah. It's a good investment. And this last one, I got to. I got to. You know, you guys ate the whole box of cereal as soon as your mom bought it yeah, home. Three boys at the house. It was gone yeah. before it even hit the cupboard. Right. Yeah. So I got to fade out of the music real quick. So I'll make sure you guys can hear this one for our final one. All, all right. Because right. there's an audio portion to this particular pump the brakes question. I'm just going to play you the audio portion first, and then I'm going to give you the uh, the question. So here it is. All right. All right. Let's go. If my name is Adele, I'd like to say Captain Bill says it's got to be on our way So faffin', your people think I'm nice and tight You better do them cause we're gonna check if they're right Carry on, bags under the seat on the floor There's an overhead compartment where they can be stored Seat back and chase, locking up right Pretty soon the ground will be out of sight Laptop, computers, power, jealous, but away Are we ready to go? What do you say? Welcome aboard, SWA! That was a flight attendant from here, uh, Southwest flight out of Phoenix on Sunday. It had multiple delays. Pump the brakes or not, the flight attendants and the pilots with jokes on the speaker. Pump the brakes or not, with it. 
I'm not pumping the brakes. I mean, I, I like Southwest. I like their I like their attitude towards flights. Giving you a little more relaxed you know, entertainment. entertainment. Okay. Because okay. you know you don't you don't want to have uptight crews. I like that. Wanna, I agree with that. It's it's already a tense situation flying anyway with all of the you got to wear masks the entire time. It's true. In the, in the terminal and, and you got stupid people. Yeah. Stupid people on the airplane. Yeah. Stupid people shouldn't fly. Yeah, stupid well, people shouldn't fly. But I'm with you guys, man. You're gonna. You, Go to work every day. Have yeah, fun. have fun. Have fun. I am with you on that. Have I mean, fun. Enjoy because right now, so there's like, some people who absolutely like despise, like just get through it and get me out of here type deal. Right. I like sitting on the exit rows because you get more room. But then yeah. they come ask you the question, like, "Are you willing?" Are you willing South- to open the cat? Yes. Yeah. But even Southwest has a little fun with that one. Yeah. Like, but have fun at your job. And uh, flight attendants in 2021. Uh, can't even imagine. Couldn't dude. pay me enough. Can't even not pay imagine. Me enough. Yeah. Like if you remember, you know the old game board game life when you had if you got a job change. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> board I, game. I crawled my way to middle management someplace, and I do the job change. They're like, "Hey, you're a flight attendant now." I'd be like, "No, no, <laughs> no." You even did the spin. I thing. wasn't ready. Nothing no, but respect. I wasn't ready. <laughs> Nothing but respect for flight attendants. Uh, you man. ain't lying. Yeah, man. There are no Crazy. lies detected there. That is. Pump the brakes today. I'm glad people clap for. Her. I know. I agree. Man, and walk by. If there's anybody not clapping, what's yeah. wrong with you, man? You get I no agree. drink. Grinch. <laughs> you get no drink. Or peanuts um, or pretzel, whatever they give out. We have reached the portion of the program <laughs> yeah. where I have to switch this page over. Time for B-Train's Dad Joke of the Week. Okay. Let's everybody stand up so B-Train when, can read the dad joke. <laughs> when, he g- when he gives us the joke, he's going to get one of these. Wow. If it's a good dad joke, we follow with some laughter. If it is a phenomenal dad joke, we're going to tell all of our friends. I guess it's standing up. But there is that chance that he gets the horn. <clears throat> You're so lucky. What do you mean? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. You, ready? you guys ready? I'm ready. Let's all right. It. Here we go. Before we got serious, my girl and I, used, she used to clean up my place, and I used to clean up hers. Eventually, we realized that we were made for each other. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm fine like with that, that too. Yeah. <laughs> M-A-I-D. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Appreciate that, Gross. Appreciate The that. clarification, yes. Yeah. Always goes over oh, well. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for our number two. <laughs> Stick with us. Uh, <laughs> Now we do appreciate you tuning in, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, we yeah, will uh, we'll be back at it. We, I'm sure we'll Next adjust week. the schedule around yeah. holidays or Sean's travel schedule, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, don't forget subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. We're on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at Training Gross. We'll and remember, see- don't stay more than three days. Three days. Where's to live by? We'll see you next time. <laughs> we're holla.